Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled episode of Five Songs or Less. This is Danny, and this week I punished Dante with Labyrinth. Do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> I think you're a genius. Ooh. Genius? Because only... Because you're the only one who loves me, so you must be intellectually superior <laughs> yes. than everyone else. Yes, it's true. Let's say it. All right, all right. Hey, Dante, how's it going? I know we have to do this, but we've already been talking for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And we've been already making each other laugh. Yeah. Uh, I've already taken my pants off, <laughs> sort of in your presence. Mm-hmm. And you see... Just off camera. Just off camera. I saw a little peek. It's okay. How did you know I nicknamed it Little Peak? <laughs> you saw me accidentally, like, scalp my pizza slice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've, I've embarrassed myself multiple ways in front of you already, and, and you've been teeing up this story that you will not get into. Um, but if it if it helps, I will say, I'm fine, Danny. How are you? Good, good. I'm doing great. I'm sitting at a new desk. Oh, that makes sense why you're not wearing clothes. You're at your nude desk? <laughs> yes. Made of wood? Uh, uh, something like that. Wood particles. Sure. <laughs> uh, I was sitting here the other day working, and uh, I leaned up against the desk like this. Yeah. And it went... Boom. It like sunk down. Because it was like a Murphy desk that you... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, collapses so it doesn't take up too much space. Yeah. Uh, did not mount it to the wall very well, apparently. And so it... Thankfully, nothing fell down. My laptop didn't fall off the, the desk or anything. But I had to quickly like move over to uh, this spot right here. On top of the dresser. Oh. I moved the laptop on the dresser. I didn't I didn't sit on top of the dresser. <laughs> you elfed on a shelf it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was the old desk, the collapsing Murphy desk? Or that's yeah, the, the collapsed, the, the Murphy desk uh, almost fell on the floor. And so we've got a new one. This one's pretty cheap and janky. It's from Amazon. The enemy. Oh, I love shopping at Cheap and Janky. Yes. Uh, we have another one on the way from Target. And uh, uh, we're going to figure out which one we like best. And then return the other? And then return the other. Okay. I like this one because there's no assembly required. It was pre-assembled. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also collapsible, so we can fold it up. But wasn't the problem with the last one that it collapsed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this one's not mounted to the wall. Well, neither was the other one, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Any that's desk true. is collapsible if you try hard enough, Danny. <laughs> also true. So, um, was your story that you're sitting at a new desk? That's my story, Dante. I'm sitting at a new desk. Uh, you can kind of see it. Yeah. See? it's uh, I like that uh, fake wood grain. Yeah. It's a good color. Mm-hmm. There's me again. I'm sitting at the same desk I've been sitting at for 
pretty much every episode. Not the Touche Amore episode. Not the Trail of Dead episode. Mm-hmm. I think all the rest of them, though. I've this been is going to be good for the Wikipedia page so people know where. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what we're doing. Five songs or less desk database. Yes. Guess which episode Danny was actually in his daughter's room instead of his bedroom. Um, my story. Mm-hmm. This is like maybe part three of question mark of our Motion City soundtrack follow-up. Ooh, okay. Listening this morning to Even If It Kills Me. Yes. The album on our episode I stated I didn't really love, and I gave some musical reasons and some maybe personal. emotional. Oh, yeah, personal. That makes more sense. <laughs> some personal reasons. Um, it was a me problem, not a Justin problem. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying now listening to that album after you have given it like such rave reviews and sort uh-huh, of uh-huh. sort of hearing it like through like a, a different perspective. Like, because like I, I've now been able to shake the like stupid high school college yeah. girlfriend stuff. Yeah. And now I'm just seeing it as these like awesome songs without any Mm. of that stupid baggage uh which is really cool except maybe like twice this morning and keep in mind this is probably like maybe between 7 and 8 a.m too early Mm -hmm. to be listening to motion city soundtrack never Um, never i cried twice oh don't not like full-on like breakdown but like where you're listening to a song and you're like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what is happening? The the band that I'm giving you at the end of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. They're crying. It's hard for me to to get through those songs. So it's like most that's how I feel about most bands you give me. <laughs> hey. <Ew. laughs> hey, I'm just giving you a little of the douche juice. Hey. <laughs> But yeah, douche douche from the makers of pork chunks. <laughs> We're gonna have a whole line of products yeah, by the time this podcast gosh, this is, is over. Exciting, part of a terribly balanced meal. Yes, yes. But yeah, anyway. So so thank you for kind of reopening, uh, even if it kills me, uh, mm-hmm. to me. And have you been listening to that album at all? I'm, I'm curious. I've been spending more time on the later stuff because I've been trying to come up with a playlist for a potential follow-up episode slash me giving you stuff from their later catalog. Yeah, wh- what would we call that? That's like a, I don't know. We got to come up with a cool cool marketing title, like a five songs or less double cross. <laughs> double cross. Um, what is the singer's last name? Pierre. Pierre. I was going to try to do something with... Um, Dante wakes up and smells the Pierre. <laughs> what? So you were going to do something like that. Clearly not that, because that's nothing. <laughs> what, where would we land on like something that's an actual pun or reference? Um, we, we wouldn't, because I'm doing it, and I'm not good at that. You're better at those than I am. Hmm. I'm going to go back and listen to the later Motion City catalog with fresh peers. 
peers. <laughs> but yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. If- yeah. I'm so mad that I didn't listen to them. <sighs> oh, well. And I'm also mad that no one from the band liked our posts. The band only acknowledges our post when they like have a bone to pick. I know. I know. It's true. Because the only musicians that are like searching their name or reading the replies are mm. the sensitive ones that are seeking out some sort of confrontation. Maybe. All right. What are we doing? Labyrinth. It's my best Sia impersonation. Why did you give Labyrinth to me? Like, how did you how did you land on Labyrinth? So, I was first introduced to Labyrinth by Amanda, the wife. Uh, Amanda had like this playlist that she would play all the time, and it had some random modern pop singles on there, and it had a at least one Labyrinth song. The first song that we're going to talk about okay, on that playlist. And I really liked it because of how different it is. And we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. That was maybe a couple years ago. She says she thinks she heard of him through Euphoria, the mm-hmm. TV show. Took a long break from listening to him regularly or that playlist regularly anyway. And just recently we were driving around some neighborhoods uh-huh, uh-huh. I agree. Uh, we were driving around some neighborhoods, and Amanda put that playlist on again. And I was like, fuck, we haven't listened to this in a long time. But it was just that I one really, song still, just the one Labyrinth song. I think that it, two songs ended up on there, both uh, songs that I, or two songs that I gave you. Okay. Um, hey, in, in, like, case you, really in case you didn't to- get it. Have you not watched the show? Yeah, I've watched the show. There's dicks in it. It's HBO, man. It's not TV. It's HBO. <laughs> Which so it's uh, so obviously there's dicks. Yeah, yeah. And so we were driving around and listening to the playlist, and I was like remembering how much I loved those songs, and also really loving uh, LSD, the collaboration with Sia and Diplo. That he did. Uh, also, songs from that were on the playlist or the Amanda's playlist, anyway. And was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a playlist for Dante, and it'll be something different because we keep talking about rock bands. Let's talk about a not rock band. And that was it. And that was it. So, how much Labyrinth did you know before, like, sitting down to make this playlist? So of the five songs, one I was not very familiar with beforehand. Okay. And you'll Does you'll tell me when we get question? there, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And but the other four you you had heard a bunch. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd heard a bunch just through I'd never listened to any of his albums all the way through. I'd listened to multiple singles a lot. Uh and we'd listened to the LSD album a lot because uh, the kids like that one a lot. So we would listen to that in the car pretty frequently. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was just, I was curious because it is a pretty deliberate change of pace 
for mm-hmm. you know what we've what we've been doing and what we like grew up listening to and have been giving each other. Okay, you said you said a couple things that really stuck out to me, and I'm going to make a note right here. Ooh, ooh. I'm going to put a question mark at the end of it. Draw another penis. No, I would just draw the same one, but a different angle. Oh, right. Well, shall okay. Well, so so here, I'll, before we get into the first song, I did a little okay. bit of research on on Labyrinth and okay. who he is and his background and all that. Sure. Um, he's British, mm-hmm. but part Canadian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jamaican and Canadian, I think it said. Yes. According to Wikipedia. Yes. Hang so, on one second. Loss is having a lot of fun in the other room, and I want to close the door. <laughs> okay, let's put an end to this fun. <laughs> if Danny and I aren't going to have any fun, and we're not, then Lassa can't either. So he's Canadian. Yeah, so as I was saying, he, he he is part, part of his heritage is from a country with a uh, very... Uh, unique and celebrated and idolized music history. Um, mm-hmm. And he's also part Jamaican. <laughs> uh-huh. Felt real good about that one. Um, yeah. I couldn't find anything else about his, like, Canadian past. I have no idea if he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And here's the thing that kind of uh, stuck out to me and maybe sort of kind of uh, influenced my early thoughts on this playlist. Okay. Signed by Simon Cowell. Simon I... Cowell's first non-talent show signing in like six years or something like six that. Six years, yeah. Yeah. That kind of bummed me out. What are you doing? <laughs> you not know Simon Cowell does that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, I would have got it if you were wearing a V-neck. Yeah, that's true. And I had actual pecs instead of whatever's under the shirt. Danny was just like leaning back and sort of like rubbing his upper chest with both hands. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, so <clears throat> that made me think, gave me some... Pre and post conceived notions, maybe some during conceived mm-hmm. notions, about what Labyrinth is about. I'm, I'm saying about too much, um, and maybe who who he appeals to. Because my, my okay. I thought my thinking was, well, if he appeals to Simon Cowell, that's because Simon Cowell thinks he will appeal to everybody. Yes, yes. right, millions, billions. And that kind of turns me off. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think there's some songs and some moments that kind of support that. And okay. there's some that kind of relieve some of my tensions. That's not how that would be explained. But um, yeah, I know what you mean, though. Your preconceived notions or. I was wanting Labyrinth to prove me wrong, that that he wasn't, you know, just like, kind of like you said, like, just part of this, like, modern pop, um, 
boy, I don't know how to not sound pretentious and like cliche <laughs> old guitar dad, but like part of the modern yeah, just pop like, machinery or whatever. Yeah, pop pop music for everyone or whatever. Mainstream pop music. Yeah, and and I think we should get to our first song. Okay. So the first song is about how the um, how the first man on Earth procreated. Okay. He Mount Eve rest. Mount Everest ain't got shit on me. Mount Everest ain't got shit on me. Cause I'm on top of the world. I'm on top of the world. Yeah. Marge Dubai ain't got shit on me. Touch the sky, but you ain't got shit on me. Cause I'm on top of the world. I'm on top of the world. (laughs) My very first thought of this song Mm -hmm. was the movie Training Day. I haven't seen that movie. You never saw Training Day. I've not seen Training Day. Do we need to yeah, stop this? And, okay. <laughs> um, Denzel Why? Washington very famously in that movie says, uh, well, now I'm going to butcher the line after being Ooh. so fucking indignant Ooh. about it. Um, <laughs> I believe he says King Kong got nothing on me. Uh, yes. I, I've heard of that line. You've heard tale? I've heard tale. Yeah. So, um, Mount Everest has nothing on Labyrinth because he is, in fact, higher than Mount Everest. He is on the top of the world. Top of the world. Which sort of begs the question, I guess it's a matter of perspective. Okay. You would think the the world is a sphere. Can oh Shit, can we agree? Yes, we can agree on that. Okay. I, oh, boy. I, I wasn't sure if I was about to <laughs> find something out about you. So what's the top? Is he being from the UK? Does he have, you know, this uh, northern hemisphere bias? You know, it's, it is on top. So, like, the North Pole is, like, the, the top of the world? Because Mount mm-hmm. Everest, if right, it is the, the highest peak. It's the, like, highest you can stand above sea level, right? I, I believe that to be yeah, true. Yeah, I think I think so. But I, I suppose that's there's more. There's still more world somewhere that is only accessible to labyrinth, mm-hmm. and that is where he is. Mm-hmm. He is on the on the topper Earth, yes. topper world that most people mm-hmm. are not privy to. We stop mm-hmm. at Everest, and we all go there. We all go to Everest, no problem. Yeah. Big yeah, deal. He 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 sees us on Everest and goes, "I'm up here. I don't even need a fucking Sherpa. I'm up here. Maybe maybe Diplo who's with me, who is Diplo, who's inexplicably from Mississippi. <laughs> that blew my mind when I found that out. So yeah, so so Labyrinth and this fucking hick are up at some second Everest. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so that's that's the first song Mount Everest." 
the second song. So you might you might be taking the taking the lyrics a little too literally. How do you mean? He, he, he's he's not actually saying that he's higher than Everest. Or this is a song about elevation. Mm. Mm-hmm. What? How did you perceive it? <laughs> it seems like a confidence thing. So he's saying he's more confident than <laughs> the mountain. More, yes, yes. Mount Everest. Kilimanjaro's self-esteem. <laughs> if Kilimanjaro knew how confident I was, it would kill itself. Mm-hmm. It thought it was confident. But in yeah. reality, no. No, it's not at all. I've strapped on my crampons. Pretty good rhyme. <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> And again, I've elevated myself above the highest peak in the world. How'd you feel about the song, Dante? Uh, there's big bass. Mm-hmm. I like the bass. Here is where I'm going to have trouble criticizing and analyzing this music. Okay. If it is not to be bundled with the rest of like modern pop Mm -hmm. whatever separates it is are are nuances and intricacies that i don't know that i can identify now i will say i'm not i don't think it's like lumped into to all modern pop Uh, but there's a, a certain a certain segment of pop it's like Okay, not because this is called Mount Everest, but I, I believe it's apt. It's sort of like elevated pop. It's mm-hmm. it's advanced pop. It's pop with a master's degree. Like the, the, yeah. the songwriting's yeah. better. It seems a little bit more um, more mature or ambitious in its um, subject matter. This is not bubblegum pop. This is not you know, and uh, this isn't to cast dispersions or anything. But this isn't Katy Perry. Um, God, think of one other person, Dante. T- Taylor Swift? I don't even know if I would consider Taylor Swift and Katy Perry to be... I mean, they're, they're certainly contemporaries, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're going for the same thing. But I, yeah. I guess here's my issue is because a lot of that music is sort of like, oh, I, I know of this person or I know of this song and I know it's popular or whatever... But I don't know how to look at it with a critical eye because I know my critical eye is calibrated for different genres, and so mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have context. You know, it's like I can't really I, I can say in a vacuum how I like this song or this playlist, but I lack the context to be like, oh, it's building off of what the you know what pop of ten years ago was doing. D- mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think so. So, okay, if you think it makes sense, that means it probably doesn't. <laughs> so, okay, so w- when you gave me this, I I was maybe expecting something a little different. I was expecting mm-hmm. something that was maybe a little more soulful or a little more um, not not less accessible, but maybe just something that would take something that would take some work, but like in a good way. Mm-hmm. And I found these songs to be, or I'll just talk about Mount Everest. I, I found it to be a little, I was kind of disappointed by the 
simplicity, and I don't think that's the right word because I don't know that it's a simple song, but I, I was hoping for more. I This kind of reminded me of like the, like I said, elevated, you know, woke pop that I associate with like white kids from Utah liking. <laughs> like this is, like what, honestly, what separates like this from certain like Imagine Dragons songs or like things of that. I You make a face, but it's like the 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 music the production is is very similar mm-hmm. um similar enough to where you should not be looking that incredulous <laughs> i honestly don't know much about imagine dragons so and neither do i i should say except like the the big hits yeah i don't even know if i i mean i probably would know if i heard oh that's imagine dragons okay right so this doesn't sound like that to me at all. The the thing I really like about this song in particular, this is the one that was on the the first one that I heard on the playlist Amanda had. And it doesn't sound like a normal contemporary pop song to me at all because of how simple it is. Um, starting off with just like very simple, like, Piano hits, Mount Everest ain't got shit on me. Boom. The simplicity of that, and the it feels very raw, and it feels very soulful. I thought it was weird that you said mm. that it lacked soul. So yeah, it, all of that. This song in particular, and I could see how maybe the next song and the stuff with Sia and Diplo are a little more. The contemporary pop but this one felt very removed from from that to me just the all the different instrumentation in there like the baritone sax is not like a big pop thing this is frustrating because I don't have the the references or comparisons off the top of my head because I don't like I, I don't live in in the world, this world that I'm talking about here, but I feel like mm-hmm. these are things like I have heard. And the re- the only reason I've heard these songs is because they're pretty popular. Otherwise, like I would never get to them, you know? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the stuff that like is meant to be so soulful, it feels so like sanded down and smooth rather than mm-hmm. like there, there's nothing like rough around the edges that make it feel like soulful or, or kind of like gritty in in that way you know uh-huh. um and so i don't know if it's just a production thing um i agree like yeah there's there's a lot more interesting uh like arrangements and instrumentation going on but sometimes it's like okay well instead of having the same synth pad that all these pop bands are using to do this sound we're going to do the same thing, like the same part musically, just with a horn section or mm-hmm. whatever, which is like separates it a little bit, but maybe, and again, this probably goes back to my expectations, but not, it doesn't separate it as much as maybe I would hope for or as much as I would need it to, for me to find it more interesting, I suppose. Hmm. I guess I do have a little more context too, because I, from Amanda, I hear a lot of like modern pop music 
from that particular playlist and a lot of the other stuff that she listens to. So I have a lot more context of what modern pop sounds like. Mm -hmm. Also comparing his first album, uh, which I did listen through a couple times trying to see if I wanted to include something off of the first album. The first one is a lot more straightforward, a lot more probably what you would have expected to hear, I guess. So I ended up not, I almost picked one off of there, but those weren't songs. Like his first album is one that I would never go back and listen to. Okay. I'm <sighs> First off, I want to say, um, I know Labyrinth is not a white kid from Utah. I just, I want to make that clear. Yes. But like, I think of, and this is a very specific reference for me because I have uh, come to know some, some whites from Utah. And so maybe I'm thinking very specifically like, oh, <laughs> well, she listened to this music. So it must be everybody there. Um, uh-huh. But like it is it. It's probably not adult contemporary, but it's like somewhere between the Katy Perry pop and whatever the fuck adult contemporary is. But in between, there's like your, like the spectrum would be like maybe like Adele, uh, like Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was that like kind of like, what would you consider like, uh, I don't even know how to say his name, uh, Ho- Hosier, Hosier? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, geez. That's like Okay, but so like in that world where it's like it's the same like kind of pop songwriting, but they add they add whatever that AWOL Nation guy like 15 years ago came up with, that whatever that sound was that made him like a <laughs> bazillion dollars. You know what I'm talking about? And then all of a sudden uh-huh. that sound mm-hmm. was in so many big hits. And and so it's yeah. like that sort of like we're gonna be like gonna be gritty, soulful adults with adult problems, but we're still gonna write write it in like the same like pop structure, and and with a lot of the same mm-hmm. um, conventions maybe. Like I, I, there's still a lot of like pop mm. songwriting conventions in this, but it's just with like the more mature you know, more mature instrumentation choices or, or production choices, Mm -hmm. but it still all sounds like very smooth and sometimes not always, but sometimes uninteresting. Danny's Danny is shaking his head. I'm (laughs) I'm so, I'm so disappointed. Dante. Me too. (laughs) But we're only on song one. We're only on song one. I know. This one's my favorite, though. I put no, my favorite up You front. know the first song is never my favorite. It's true. It's usually your least favorite. Um, I don't think that's the case for this playlist. It's definitely not like a uh, a 90-pound wuss thing where I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, I hate this. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. But what I was saying is, like, I get why why you like this. I get why... I get why people like this. I get why this is popular. Um, and I, I do see in some ways how it's different than like the the type of pop that assholes like us would talk about in a derisive manner. I get how it's different than that. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it's like just the same Ryan Seacrest top 40, you know, bullshit. Like you could throw it in there. <laughs> I, I yeah. guess I was hoping it would be more different than it is. Or 
Mm. All I'm saying is I wish instead of the baritone sax, there was like a couple Fender Jaguars, and instead of the drum pad, there was just <laughs> uh, a drummer, and there was no lyrics, and every song was nine minutes long. <laughs> maybe a little Ebo thrown in there. Yeah, and, and maybe they were from Scotland. Yeah, yeah. We're close, though. He's from the UK. He's, yeah, very close. All right. I guess last thing I'll say about this song. Uh, we're <laughs> I was watching a video of him playing it uh, live, uh, just him on the piano, so none of the other instrumentation. And uh, opening line, Mount Everest take out shit on me, and Hong goes, why did he just say shit? <laughs> That's a bad word. It is a bad word. It was funny. So Han's not a fan? No, Han does like. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Han Han has some good taste. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, good for Han. Good for you. I mean, you should do a pod, you should do a, a Han cast. <laughs> okay, so we're done with Mount Everest? Sure. We have, sure we are. We have summited. We've summited. Or we're going to remain up here dead and frozen for decades. <laughs> I don't really have anything for this next one in terms of introductions. Do you? Wow. It's a miracle. We're all laying here in the dark, in the dark. Wishing Eden was back to what, what it was When all of the lights and cameras fade For everyone at home, we actually rehearsed that multiple times. That was scripted. That's why it was so perfect. Yes. That was really good. That was smooth. That was our 15th take. It was as smooth and produced as Mount Everest. Smooth and produced as douche juice. <laughs> oh, produced. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Produce the douche <sighs> juice. <laughs> when you when you need to produce a. Oh wait, hold on. Hmm. Okay, we'll we'll keep working on it. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Loose. Oh yeah. Loose the douche. <laughs> juice. The douche juice is loose. All right. <laughs> Um, the song Miracle, so this is going to surprise you because you, you were kind of implying that this song is more like mainstream poppy than Mount Everest, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm, This is probably my second favorite song on the playlist. Hmm. Um, I, I liked it quite a bit. Again, it sounds like if that like phase of music, like that. I associate starting with AWOL Nation. I'm sure there was a more talented uh, person that he stole it from, but that's just like Pro- yeah, probably. when it like came to my attention. It sounds mm-hmm. like if music from that like era or whatever was better, it would be, yeah. it would be the song Miracle. Um, it has a little bit of, especially on the chorus, there's a bit of, I can never remember what it's called, dubstep influence yeah to the music yes and i don't like dubstep but i like labyrinth's take on the dubstep influence it's uh it's like one step forward dubsteps back 
Yes. It's just like that. Just like that. Um, the horns reminded me a little bit of uh, Sufjan's Illinois. Um, mm, and and okay. I loved that album. I haven't listened to it yes. in a very long time, but I went through... It is still very good. Yeah, I bet. He seems like such a weirdo, though. I've like yeah. I've never heard anything of like that he's you know cancelable, but I'm oh yeah I don't I'm like think so, there's got to be something that guy's everybody so is. yeah <laughs> he's at least as bad as me and I shouldn't be having any platform. <laughs> um, oh, so here's another band that I want to lump into this like uh, young adult contemporary or whatever we're gonna okay. land okay. on calling it. Uh, do you know the band Bastille? I, yeah, I'm aware. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. They have one song that is phenomenal. Okay. And I I thought, oh, this band is going to be good and cool. And then uh-huh. I listened to other stuff and uh, it was not Could they be those on a one-hit wonders episode? Maybe. Honestly, possibly. That, that mm-hmm. could fit. They have that song called Pompeii. Okay. That is really, really cool. When I couldn't remember it, I was thinking it was called Mount Vesuvius because I'm an idiot. Um, but you've got Mount on the mind. I really do. Between Adam and Eve and Everest, Kilimanjaro, I believe you said. Yep, that was another mountain I referenced. Um, I think that's all the mountains. That's all. Um, but. The one thing like those types of bands have in common, and this has come up before on the pod, mm-hmm. they sing way too well. Mm. It is so overtly pretty. Yes. That I have hardly any time for it. Yeah. <laughs> and so La- now Labyrinth doesn't always sing like this. Mm-hmm. But in this song, he he kind of locks onto that like too pretty neo soul type of singing, and sure, it, it's uh, so you know how I was saying like it, it it feels it sounds like the edges of these songs are kind of like smoothed, yeah, uh, another, like some of it kind of sounds like sanitized to mm-hmm. me. And like I want it to be like a little dirtier, and I don't know, I don't know. But it's again, I I liked Miracle quite a bit. the The chorus really, really grew on me. Yeah, I like how it sounds bigger than it actually is. Mm-hmm. It's not actually like this giant blown out chorus. Yeah, but it kind of tricks you into thinking that it is, which I thought was cool. But no, it's an undoubtedly like well written, catchy, pretty song. But I still am too dumb to differentiate between Labyrinth's version of this song and Bastille's and Imagine Dragons mm-hmm. and Hozier and whomever. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think for what it is, I think it's great. Hmm. I really do. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I will get that like horn uh, chorus part like in my head. Yeah. So easily. It's very good. I, I really liked this one because <clears throat> of how uh, hopeful and positive it fe- it feels when you're listening to it. It's kind of stuff I need in my life. You don't get that just from talking to me? Well, I can't talk to you all the time, Dante. Can't or won't? <laughs> can't. 
Yeah, especially the pre-chorus of the song. Let me, let me play it real quick. Take me the someplace safe and take away this pain. Yeah, I can hope and pray, but who can save this day? Oh, tell me the world's alright. Oh, can't tell me the world don't mind a miracle. Were you saying this song had the dubstep influence? Yeah, I feel like that part. Uh, yeah, the chorus has a bit of a dubstep feel to it. I, I think so. Like how it, it all drops out for a second, mm-hmm. and then and the kind of glitchiness the... of that synth part. Yeah. I should record myself. <laughs> Turn myself into a synthesizer. Yes. No. That. Yeah. That part's. That part's really good. And and yeah. The. The the pre-course like it gets you so ready yeah yeah for that course yeah. you know but I agree it's it's very optimistic sounding and it it feels like when the course hit, it hits it like really pays off and like gives you this little like hit of dopamine mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know yeah so yeah I I like it you win <laughs> here's something very important that I'd like to point out from the genius page. Hold on one second. Wait, are we? We're so, so we're talking about the next song? No, we're talking about Miracle. Okay, so it's on the Miracle page. <laughs> um, the the line "Water to Merlot" from the pre-chorus. Mm-hmm. Merlot is a popular dry red wine. Okay, in John two one through eleven, Jesus turned water to wine, a famous. Miracle. <laughs> Just gonna let you sit in that for a while. Thank you. Yeah. Then there's that line where he um, he says, "I'm all smiles, watching hockey." Al Michaels, because Al Michaels uh, was the announcer for the famous uh, Miracle on Ice when the <laughs> mm-hmm. Americans beat the Soviets in yep 1982. <laughs> Or was it just 80? I think it was just 80. A famous yeah. miracle. A famous miracle. Magic doesn't take muscle. It takes ice and Kurt Russell. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. For us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have, have anything else to say about the song, except I'll probably listen to some Sufjan, because I've been up in my feelings. Mm-hmm. Lately, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Fucking Motion City makes me emotional. Like I can't Dude. fucking listen to Sufjan. Stevens. Have you listened to other albums of his? I've listened to a little bit of Michigan and a little bit of fucking what Stephen Marie. What is that album called about his mom and pops? Oh, Carrie and Lowell, Lowell or whatever. Yeah, what I say, Stephen Marie. I feel like we're saying the same thing. He's holding up, yeah, Sufjan Stevens. Then there's a picture of his folks. And then it says, Steve Ampersand Murray. <laughs> Dan, yep, that's what it Dan says. He's losing his mind. Don't listen to that one. It'll fuck you up. Why? That album is so sad. Oh, why? Were they bad parents? Forget his birthday? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. You don't think they were bad parents? Uh, I don't believe they were. I don't know. 
You're really stepping up to defend his parents. <laughs> those are his parents, right? Yeah, those are his parents. Okay. I don't know. They didn't they go fucking like live on a commune? I don't know. Didn't didn't Sufjan Stevens like grow up on a commune? One I don't know. One of the many reasons that guy is let's say sus, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. He does look a little sus. Have you seen him wear a hat? Yeah, he loves wearing fucking hats with the bill bent to shit. Yep. How old do you think Sufjan is? Um He's probably 42. 45. Uh, Idiot. Too far <laughs> off. Wait, his parents are Carrie and Rasid. Oh. Unless I'm really fucking up the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lowell. Yeah. Carrie and Rastive, like you said. <laughs> he looks like a fucking beastie boy. That he does look like a beastie boy. That was like I agree, and I I never thought that before, but I just saw this picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he looks because he's wearing like his hat, like sort of like tilted weird to the side, but he's wearing his fucking Uh wings. Uh huh. He he's like a beastie boy that was cast in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, like Adam (laughs) Sandler was, but it was like they didn't have any money for like costumes, so he just like wore whatever he was in that day. Yeah, yeah. Whatever he was able to make himself. Yeah. Uh, oh, he put out an album just last year. Yep. Remember when that fucker was going to do an album on each state? Yeah. I think he's talked about that and how that was never really a, the actual plan. People just assumed it was. Oh. No. I thought he at one point had like said that. Maybe. Hmm. So you got a pun for this next one, Mr. Punman? I do. I wrote it in my phone. <laughs> I thought I did. Oh, wait. No. I'm sorry. It was for a different song that... All three of these songs end in the same syllable, basically. The three <laughs> of these, like, last songs. Yeah. Genius. All for hey, what? Spoilers. Spoilers. Hey! <laughs> oh, cut it. Cut it out. Cut it out. Um, let's see. Oh, something I didn't say about the last song. I'll just throw this up there somewhere. Uh, the intro part with the harms. It sounds like Beach Boys to me. A little bit. A little Brian Wilson. Play it. Play it. I dare you. I can you can actually tell he's British there, which, yeah. well, or or I don't know if that's actually true. But did you ever listen to the band Foles? No, I didn't. I used to like a couple of their albums a lot, but I haven't listened to them since like Sacramento days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that's who he was just reminding me of, and they're British, so you know, wow, they're the same. So all, all five of their top songs I have never heard of. So they must have been, they, they've been putting in some work the past eight years. Good for Foles. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, I guess I listened to albums from 08 and 2010. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Dude, I walked <laughs> by a basketball player in the hall today before 
<clears throat> before uh, their game. He was he was mm-hmm. doing some like it doesn't matter. You don't care. Um, <laughs> anyway, this this kid he's probably about six seven six eight. Um, like re- uh, from Germany, really nice, good looking kid. Last week walks out of the weight room shirtless, and I'm just like, motherfucker, like, <laughs> like not, not an ounce of fat on him, uh-huh. like, and he's not like a big bulky kid. He's actually pretty skinny, but it's just like. Like on me, like you could see like where the abs like would be, sure, but they're not sure. there. But like you could see mm-hmm. like where like you would if you got them in a set, you would put them on. <laughs> so I walk by him and he asks how I'm doing, and I say, and we had just lost our game, so fuck, I'm, I'm kind of mad, and I'm like, hey man, how are you doing? He's like, good. How are you? And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm okay. And he's like, just okay. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, well, we lost. And then he like points to his eyes. To reference mine, and he goes, he goes like, are you okay? Like, what happened? Because I have these, like, dark, like, spots under my eyes, oh. and I'm just oh. like, and I don't can can you kind of, like, see this, like, line? Yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah, don't, don't just one day appeared, and it's been like that for months, and that's, it'll only get worse for the rest of my life. Sure, sure, yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I'm... I'm just aging. Like I don't yeah, like nothing yeah. happened. And it was such a bummer. Cause he I don't know how old he is, you know, 18, 19, and he's just like mm-hmm. But like you just have like everything on your body be perfect and then just keep it that way forever, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like it just stays that like, way. Maybe, man, and like honestly, probably for you, but <laughs> Let me tell you, when you when you impulse buy sadness pizzas, even though you're lactose intolerant, mm, it's mm. probably not going to turn out that great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, I felt like a real genius. I don't know. I that, that's not. I wasn't <laughs> going to say. I wasn't trying I was to say. S- it sounds like a real genius move. Labyrinth. Do you think I'm stupid? Do you think I'm batshit crazy having you on my mind? Do you think I'm helpless? My algebra gon' equal you every time. Do you think I'm calling? Do you think I'm calling out your name every night? Girl, I've fallen for you. Let's see. I was in a. I was in uh, the first Willy Wonka movie. Um, I'm gonna rank the cast. Gene, uh, okay. us, because <laughs> he was so great. I don't know. Um, Oh, okay. Uh, I can do the same exact thing, except uh, I was a voice on the Disney Aladdin movie. Uh, mm-hmm. The most uh, the most fun characters ranked? Genie? Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else? <laughs> okay, okay. So, mm-hmm. when, when the beat drops, as they mm-hmm. say... It does, it does. When the beat drops... It also smacks. You mean slaps? A beat can smack. Can a beat okay, smack? Okay. Hold on. Let me go to Google. Can <laughs> a beat smack? <clears throat> uh, 
it just wants me to listen to the song Smack a Bitch from Rico Nasty. <laughs> oh. Uh, I thought that was a prodigy. Well, no, you got to smack that bitch up. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, let's see. Smack versus beat. What's the difference? I don't know what that means. Oh, just the words. What's the difference between spank, slap, smack, punch? Okay. Spank is to beat someone as a punishment. Slap is when you hit someone in the face. Smack is very much like slap, but can also ellipses. This is from raisingchildren.net.au, so possibly uh, written by Sia. <laughs> it could be. Okay, I don't know that I'm going to find... So the, so the beat smacks or slaps. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's... I mean, maybe it's just the snare sound. I feel like it's more of a smack, but I mean, I guess okay. I, I'm, okay. I'm just a drummer, so maybe that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can see this behind me, but... Uh... Yeah, I don't know if you can see the so, dust on the symbols behind me. <laughs> um, I think I see a shirt hanging on one of them. The the shirt's just hanging on a frame, so it is not impeding my ability to play uh, the drums at okay. literally any moment. <laughs> um, you need you need me to prove it to you? I'll, I'll prove. I'll do it right now. I'll play the beat, the one beat that there is. Okay. But so that beginning part before the smacking yes. of said beat, yes. Again, the I'm gonna give a specific reference, but no, I just mean music in that general vicinity. Okay. And this is gonna piss you off. It's gonna piss me off. Again, I am too ignorant to really know for sure, but. This doesn't sound much different than kind of what I imagine like 21 Pilots to sound like. And I think that band sucks shit. Danny's frozen in anger right now. He is like... There, there, I have heard just a couple 21 Pilots songs. Mm-hmm. I, I've known two big fans of theirs. One was a total drinker of douche juice mm-hmm. who made me listen to them okay. and I did not enjoy it. Another one was a uh, girl who I would have married on the spot who also happened to be a white Utahn. Utahn? Utah Utahnian? There's, but there's no second N. I don't know. But it might be Utahnian. I don't know. Um, anyway, but again, I, I think a lot of it's production style, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's still, it's all living in that same world to me. And I know this song is, it intends to be just more of a fun, smacky pop song. (laughs) Yes, it is a smacky pop song. (laughs) I've I so I guess thirty three is the age when you like you know phrases but you get them off by one. Yeah, yeah, you're off. This song smacks. Just, it slaps, Dad. I'm like ten years older than you, and I know I it know. slaps. That sucks. <laughs> and you hang out with eighteen year olds all day. I don't learn anything from them. They don't learn anything from me. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> So it was about 
this song in the playlist is when I started probably like my third time through. I started really thinking about like style and genre. Mm-hmm. And and so I in some ways I do kind of think that the labyrinth that you have introduced me to kind of sounds like a a melting pot of like everything, not everything popular, but like everything like sort of in this uh adult contemporary pop realm. It's 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 kind of like this amalgamation of a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and like that kind of sounds nice like as an idea or like culturally like a melting pot sounds good things coming together influencing each other and and all that mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. but i don't know if it sounds great or if it's great like for art and n- mm. not that like you shouldn't take inspirations from like other cultures or other other artists but like when it's so much, it, again, it kind of feels sanitized to me. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I realize this song is going for something different than like Mount Everest. Yeah, and so it's, yeah. the expectations are different. Cause like, yeah, when I see that this is with Sia and Diplo, that, that tells me something. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell me, tell me why, why you put this song and like, wh- what did you want this song to accomplish on the playlist? I mean, I I really wanted to pick something off of this album mm-hmm. because we listen to it a lot, um, particularly with the kids and stuff. This is one that he's featured on a lot. What do you mean? He, oh, like this song he's on a, more, you're saying? He's on a little bit more than okay. some of the others. Yeah, like usually he'll do like one verse or like the chorus or something like that. But he's on this one a little bit more. You got to give me a song with a little more D. He doesn't do any vocals. He does the music on all of it, I think. Mm, well, so there's plenty of D in this. Okay, <laughs> wall to wall D, <laughs> wall to wall D. So why did I pick this song, Dante? Because I wanted to pick a song off this album. That's why. I don't know. This album and this song are just a lot of fun. There's no, there's no like big reason behind any of it or anything like that. I just think it's yeah. a lot of fun. Do you think that, like, your fandom of like, Taylor Swift, and I, I'm assuming more pop stuff, I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's not just Taylor Swift. No, it's not. Like, do you feel like that provides you any sort of, like, understanding of the pop landscape that helps you contextualize Labyrinth in in a better way than I am clearly incapable of doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably... I don't know if it's because of Amanda introducing me to a lot of stuff as far as pop music goes or the fact that I have kids and play, you know, most of the time we're listening to like this kind of stuff or we'll listen to Taylor Swift in the car or, you know, if we're not listening to kids music or something, Paramore, we listen to a lot of Paramore with them. And so I don't know if, if my Brain has gotten dumber and simpler, and so I'm more okay Impossible. with pop, with pop music. Um, or but anyway, I kind of let down my guard as far as like pop music goes, and I realized there's actually a lot more to it than I realized before. Also, a lot of modern pop, in my opinion, is a lot more interesting than it has been in the past. Because like even Taylor Swift going in and listening to her earlier stuff still doesn't really do it for me, but 
1989 on the album 1989 not the year yeah i got it uh yeah pretty 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 good <laughs> so wh why do you characterize it as potentially letting your guard down like what were you guarding against elitist el, el, how do i say this word so you were guarding against elitism and uh yes. distractions yeah just you know pop music is for dummies and uh i'm too cool for school you know that kind of bullshit right i'm thinking i was better than pop music better than people that liked pop music bullshit like that we listen to alita stuff like blink 182 yeah yeah no dude i hated blink 182 for a long time Right, after you loved them for a while. I loved them right. when I was in junior high, high school. And then I hated them for a long, long time. And then I started listening to Blink-155, and I realized that they were actually pretty good. You realized you just needed Tom to leave and Skiba to join for them to become their yeah, best that's selves. What I needed. That's what I needed. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I definitely have done, I would say, like, yeah, like kind of softened to just the general idea of mm -hmm. pop. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I mean, think of a song like fucking most Jimmy Eat World songs. Mm -hmm. Coheed's, like, Blood Red Summer or A Favor House or The Suffering. What are they if not pop songs yep. just done with distorted guitars. Yep. Right? And so I realized that songwriting is, a lot of it's going to overlap in genres, and the mm -hmm. difference is, like, delivery and instrumentation. But, I mean, that's why, like, covers, like, oh, a rock band does a cover of a pop song. Whoa, it's crazy. Whoa. It's like, yeah, because they would have written the same fucking song already except yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like not um it's not as different as like stylistically we want to make it seem uh -huh. uh, in our like snobby rock ways yeah but i i guess so what i ha am having trouble contextualizing is what sets labyrinth apart from his peers you know so that's something i've never been able to explain with like any pop music that I actually like mm -hmm. versus stuff that I don't like. You you brought up Katy Perry a little while ago, and because of the kids and a little bit of Amanda, I've listened to a fair amount of Katy Perry over the last few years. And while she has some good songs, there's something there about Katy Perry that just doesn't sit as well with me as Taylor Swift or um, Miley Cyrus, like things like that. There's okay. some, and I can't explain it. Or it's like um, that Alexis on Fire song. Yeah, from wonders. It has it has the ingredients, Sounds but good. something about it just doesn't sit right in my ears or whatever. Or, again, with 90 Pound Wuss. Like you said, it has the 
fast guitar, fast drums, screaming, yelling, and all that kind of stuff. But the way they put those ingredients together doesn't work for you. I will say, your point is well taken. When I listened back to that episode and Mm -hmm. I heard myself saying that, I was like, oh, I was trying to find like more common ground than I needed to Mm -hmm. because while all of that is true, there are fast guitars and screaming and all that, it's very clearly different than the like the the rock or metal or I don't know if I'll say punk because I don't really yeah, listen yeah. to a lot of punk, but it's it's certainly like yeah, I guess the I was like, Oh, I, I wanted Danny and I to have a nice conversation and still be friends. <laughs> and not just be like, Oh, it's yeah, like I was like, Yeah, it's weird I don't like it because of you know, guitars and stuff, but uh no, they just uh are bad. <laughs> In my opinion, Jeff, yes. if you're listening, you're you're great. You're probably a lovely man. Uh, Danny says you haven't been canceled or anything weird. And no, nope. um, well, I was listening to that episode last week, and I can't remember if I did. I text you this, or was I just thinking about it while listening to the episode? Did you ever listen to that? There was one part of the episode where I was like, "Yeah, then this guy worked with all these bands." Oh like, no, you did bear. text me that. And okay, no, I have not. Okay. You were so, you were like, what, what, what the fuck? How have I not heard this? And I was, I was like making my bed laughing. Totally forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember that that guy's dead and that sucks. It's, yeah, it's sad. He made that album because he knew he was going to die. Boy, boy, we, we got lost there, but, um, okay. So we were talking about the idea of like, I understand why that's hard to explain. Like what sets mm-hmm. what what sets someone apart from their their peers? Because if someone were to like ask me to, oh boy, this I don't think this is a word, so it's really gonna make it sound dumber. Intellectualize. Sure, is that a word? Yeah, it is now. Uh, no, not how, not how words work. <laughs> Um, well, actually, kind of, because fucking yeah, uh, Merriam-Webster keeps adding a bunch of bullshit to the dictionary, and it's just like, I don't know why it upsets me. But Yeah. But, like, if someone were to ask me, like, what makes, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, a rock band, like, I like, compared mm-hmm. to one that's, like, the like the shitty mainstream radio version. Yeah. Anne Berlin and Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> yes. One of which I hold at in the highest esteem. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> Ass face. I know, I know. I owned a Breaking Benjamin CD when I was a sophomore in high school. Well, you were a sophomore in high school, so that's okay. I think I bought it thinking it was like culturally cool punk. Wow. And it's not. Yeah, no. No. That album did have like five hits, though. Did it? Yeah. That guy, uh, they they don't tour because he won't get in an airplane. Oh. And he didn't like, even get in like a... Mogwai? What's that? Like Mogwai? Two, I don't... Two rights, one wrong. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, that, Again, I, I, just, I just edited that episode today, so... I mean, that was brilliant, but, like, I had to make, like, two pretty big leaps to meet you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, two, like... Two leaps that can only be made if you are in a uh, machine invented by two rights. <laughs> yes. 
but so yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's shitty to tell someone, but it's just like, well, you just have to get it. Because it's otherwise, yeah. it's like, I don't know, like, why, yeah, why is Breaking Benjamin, why aren't they the same as Coheed? Because I don't know any other rock bands. Sure. Um, and it's like, well, because they just are, just, just Coheed's better, okay? Yeah. And it's like, so I get that frustration, there's, so, there, I, I know there's something I'm not seeing, because there's probably history I'm not familiar with, so I didn't take all the steps to, like, get to Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. But until I get there, I'm, I just have to assume you're a snobby elitist. Yeah, it's true. I am. That's why you don't get... You just don't get Labyrinth. I am not a genius, and that's why I don't love her? Hmm. Is that the line? You have to be a genius to love someone like me, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds pretty defensive. <laughs> and also maybe, like, helpful. Like, well, here's why, um, here's why no one's fallen in love with me for however many years it's because they weren't smart enough they weren't smart enough that's why i'm working out of college to try to find someone with an education <laughs> they'll get it they'll get me um i did not send this to you but did you happen to listen to the lil wayne no. remix no i didn't even it's, it's sorry fine. dude i didn't even listen to the uh variation that you sent me. What song was the variation for? Son of a bitch. The next one. Oh, shit. Well, we can take a break and I'll listen to it. I'll play it right now. Intro the song. Do you think that's the best way for me to hear this version of the song for the first time? Is through your phone, through the internet tubes? For... I mean, it's, it's basically the same. It just has... A, okay. It has Zendaya okay. singing on it. Whatever. I guess this is all about you, even though this podcast should be all for us. today i'm sorry we did too who the fuck is this did Aww. you get that weezer cd my god that would be such relief <laughs> we honestly that's all we should be talking about every this new pod should <laughs> until, be like until you find out who sent it the great weezer mystery of yeah, 2021 yeah. like we can do like a serial type show about mm -hmm, it mm-hmm but like 95% of the people I know, like you said, are like, you know, 20 or younger. Mm -hmm. They don't know Weezer. I wonder if they know Labyrinth. Possibly. I'm going to send a, uh, a message to the group text. Okay. And they're going to be like, actually, no, I'm not. Never mind. Do it. No. We, we fucking lost today, man. And, and we're kind and of in They a, need a good laugh. 
No, they're just going to roll their eyes at, oh, another thing that like Coach is saying that I have no idea about. I think you should send it. Well, for multiple reasons, I'm not going to take your advice on how to communicate with my team. Ugh. This is why you lost today. God damn it. <laughs> sorry, that was low. That was low. I'm sorry. Not as low as my self-esteem. Oh. Mariana Trench ain't got shit on me. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I once did a... You know the, the chord progression? Are you impressed because I just thought of like some a geological structure that's so low? Yes, yes. What would good. you have it's gone quick. with? Curious. It's quick. The floor. I, I can't even think of one. <laughs> the bottom of my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm probably the lowest thing on earth. Yeah. Right, right below my feet. Yeah. Basements. Basements and houses back east. <laughs> maybe, maybe below if you have a shovel. Ain't got shit on me. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Licensed contractors with backhoes <laughs> in different area codes. <laughs> at lower elevations. <laughs> uh, at sea level cities. <laughs> hey, hey, Dante. What, sir? Uh, what'd you think of this song? Uh... I'll get my hand Let out me guess. Let me guess. You didn't get it. That's that, sure. That's true. I kind of feel about this song like the same way I did about Everest, in that I can tell it's going for something a little different. Mm-hmm. It's still not as interesting as I want it to be. But I'm starting as as I'm as I was listening more and as we're talking about it more. I'm trying to think. Well, what? What in this realm or in this genre, like, would I find interesting? What would I want? And there are there are there are softer artists I like, Meatloaf, for instance. Uh-huh. Is Meatloaf softer? <laughs> can Can you think of Can you think of a softer dish than Meatloaf? God, it Ugh. squishes so good. Yeah. Meatloaf presents <laughs> Bruce's Fruits Douche Juice. <laughs> oh, what's Meatloaf's real name? It's not Bruce, is it? I don't know. I could Google it real quick. Yeah, I just kind of feel like it, it, it's fine, but like nothing really like grabbed me. And I, I still feel like it's kind of that like it's PhD pop. I don't know, but it still kind of has the shortcomings to me of, of some modern pop. I don't know. Hmm. I'm, th- this is the song I, I was actually kind of... <laughs> Meatloaf. That looks like someone just put googly eyes on an, like an aged meatloaf. A meatloaf? <laughs> yeah. Just kind, Michael, of, just kind of gray. Michael Lee Aday. Born Keeps Marvin the doctor away. Lee Aday. I heard well, you. Did my joke come through? <laughs> I did. I yelled it because I could see you were going to continue talking and I wanted to try to 
fucking talk over did you, you did you hear that did you hear what i said i really do i think because of the week and day uh i had i'm just like i need i need i don't care if it's negative attention i just need some attention i just need to like i don't know i'm being a very little kid okay all for us um dante thinks it's okay yeah I really love the bass tone throughout, a really nasty sounding synth bass. Uh, I also really like the creepy voices that he uses Mm -hmm. um, throughout this song, and I believe the last song as well. There's a little bit of that where he pitch shifts way up high a voice and uses that as part of the instrumentation, and I think it's pretty great. I like that, like, what's that, like, kind of, like, vibrato slap thing? Is that is that just the snare? Maybe that's just the bass that I'm hearing. I think it's just the bass. The, the bass is, is, like, a weird, like, square wave, like... But I, I'm hearing also kind of like a... Like if the, the, the bass were being, like, kind of, like, forcefully plucked, so it's, like, slapping back. Yeah, um, it does have a very... It's like... I'm, I'm hearing it has a, a, a texture to it. Does it smack? I think it smacks, Dante. We're going to keep saying it and it's going to catch on. Yeah, we're trendsetters. Yeah. But that, so that part that I was just playing when yeah. the, the, all the music drops out and it's just the vocals. I love that shit. That was very cool. And I realized as you were playing this, this is the most offensive thing I think anyone could say about this song. Uh, that reminded me of a part of a fish song. <laughs> let me see. Let me see if I can find it just to fucking like really make sure this is our last episode. Gonna scrub through those eighteen minutes. No, I I knew I it's it's on a studio album. Oh, okay. Um, so seventeen we, we, minutes. Okay. We're going to hear maybe like 15 seconds or so of instrumentation, then uh, a vocal part that I think kind of sounds like that. Okay. This is so blasphemous. You don't think those like vocal like interjections kind of sound the same? I mean, sure. It sounds like a a bunch of people singing. <laughs> After the week I've had, <laughs> I can't. T- hey, hey, buddy. Hey, hey Dante. 
I don't know if I'm in between a laugh or a cry right now. I can, I can hear it, bud. I can hear it. Do you, do you hear what they're singing? <laughs> they're singing, he's cuddly but muscular. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He probably works out. He's <laughs> probably, probably Germany and plays basketball. basketball. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I was right about one thing. What you played reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. Whether it should have, <laughs> I don't know. Are we ready for the finale? Do you have a like a dick joke or something for the next next song? I can just show you my dick. Everyone else laughs at it. <laughs> One of us will be jealous. of the rain that falls upon your skin it's closer than my hands have been wait wait hold on oh shit (laughs) (laughs) too late i was gonna say um and we can use yours because yours is actually in the flow of conversation mine as always brings everything to a screeching fucking halt (laughs) So the, the final song is uh, is about how um, when I was in sixth grade and my sister was in fourth, uh, to save time in the morning, um, th- this song is about how my mom would uh, save time by doing our hair mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the style that she would use to do it, she would just gel us. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty good. When when you asked me if I had anything for genius, I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, different different <laughs> us. I got nothing. She w- Mom would just gene us. Fuck, why didn't I make it a theme? <laughs> she would help us get ready in the morning. Get I'm, literally, I'm literally having the worst week of anybody right now. Okay, dude. I don't know how you do it. But you always do it. I always do it. You always do it. This is what I was waiting for the whole time. Really? Yes. This song, this is my favorite song, and then Miracle, and then Genius, and then Mount Everest, and then All For Us, probably. But this song is by far the most interesting by far, and now I'm going to use words that make me sound pompous, and so, so fucking be it. I mean, to me, this song sounds like, or feels to me like the most real. Like, this song made me feel something. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want that. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so, like, whatever fucking, like, dumbass pretentious words, authentic, genuine, gritty, real, stripped down, raw, mm-hmm. whatever, like, this song was, like, all of those things. Um, and even, like, how beautiful his voice is, like, didn't detract from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's not, like, as... It's not, like, 
pretty in the same way his voice as it is in um like Mount Everest. And then and and the way that this song is so bare, the the lyrics like I feel like they're not couched in anything. They just are like they're just like I said, like they're just very raw and so like they're they're unavoidable. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. the I guess like kind of that payoff line of hard for me to say I'm jealous of the way you're happy without me is just like, like I'm getting like goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about it. And so like, I know, I know it's like really snobby to say like, Oh, that song's overproduced. But like this, if anything, this song is underproduced Uh and, and I think it's great. And so I, I don't know if there's a direct correlation there, um, but it, it was for sure the most like emotionally moved I felt throughout the playlist. And like, this is kind of what I was maybe expecting from him a little bit. Like I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be more like kind of stripped down piano type of arrangements. And, and I was, I was glad that we kind of like got this payoff at the end. Man. What? <laughs> I thought you weren't going to like this one. I did. <laughs> This was the one I wasn't really familiar with. I think I'd heard oh. it at least one other time before. And as I was making the playlist, like I said, I listened to the first album. Wasn't really feeling anything off of that. This was just a single. So I listened to this really quick and I was like, oh, I think I've heard this song before. It's pretty nice. It's a little different than the rest of the playlist. Mm-hmm. And I like it. It sounds like give me an open chord tuning and a, and a short white guy with a with a pompadour, it could be a dashboard confessional song. It kind of spoke to the, my emo past or whatever. And so, well, that's like, probably yeah. why I like it. Cause it reminded me of a white person's music. <laughs> <laughs> and so I ended up putting it on there and th- throughout the week or so listening to the playlist, uh, I always kind of felt like, I don't think he's going to like this one. I probably shouldn't have put this one on there. We're always wrong about that. I know. We like we're always wrong. We always think uh, this is the song that I'm gonna regret putting on, and it's always the other person's favorite. Yeah, it seems like. Um, it's be- it, I th- I think it's a lot less interest. I don't think it's a bad song. I think it's less interesting than some of the other stuff he's doing, like Mount Everest. The first I just remember the first time hearing that song and just being like, "Oh, fuck! This is kind of amazing." you seem to have the opposite reaction to it, but then this is more interesting to you. And I'm, again, I, I like this song a lot, uh, but it's just kind of a stripped down, simple song. And maybe it's the rawness of it that you that is really speaking to you. It is for sure. I mean, the, the other songs obviously do more, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily think to interesting effect. Sure. Okay. Um, at least there's not a, again, like a direct correlation where, you know, more more parts and more instruments and more movements does not equal more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interestainment. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. less is more or whatever kind of thing. In In this case, I think so. Yeah. And I could see where you would think I wouldn't like this because... I think I'm, I mentioned Sam Smith before. Mm-hmm. He has a couple songs that are, or maybe has a lot of songs like this. I don't know. Like, and I, I'm, I don't love 
Sam, I'm not like a huge Sam Smith fan. And mm-hmm. again, I kind of think Sam Smith is like interesting for that type of music, but I can still feel the like, like the machinations of, you know, however many songwriters or producers are probably mm, yeah, involved. And again, yeah. this is me taking a bunch of like probably prejudice in of pop into, sure, sure, you know, sure. me judging Sam Smith. Seems like a fine lad. Yeah. Um but so I could see why you would think I, I, you know, maybe wouldn't like this, but this this one just hit. Mm-hmm. This one just really hit. And um, earlier I was going to say, and it's not totally fair just because they both play piano, but a an artist who often I can only listen to a handful of songs at once. Otherwise, I will just, like, decompose <laughs> is Regina Spector. Mm. I've not I really l- listened to her before. Oh God, I I don't know her as well as I should mm-hmm. because after because you like can't make it through an album, yeah. Because I'm like no, no more, no more, no more. <laughs> like I need, I need rest. I need uh-huh. to like recompose myself. And so this kind of reminded me of just a like you're going to fucking listen to this Regina Spector type song, mm-hmm. and I really, really liked that. And yeah, even though he was. His voice is pretty. It also is a little, and I wish it didn't rhyme, a little gritty in the song as well. Like he kind of like gets yeah, some like yeah. guttural like throat. He's stuff not in overdoing there. it. Yeah, with like the vocal stylings or anything like that. It's it's very raw and and straightforward. Like yeah, yeah. Do you have any more thoughts on the song "Jealous" by Labyrinth? I talked about doing my hair in middle school, right? <laughs> you did. You did. Okay. Um then then yeah, I, I, I think that's that's everything I thought. Okay. Okay. Any final thoughts? This this was maybe the most challenging episode or most challenging playlist for me because as much as like I didn't and don't get Wilco or I don't get 90 pound wuss. Mm-hmm. I am still somewhat literate in like those styles and like even the culture surrounding those styles. Sure. Where this type of pop music, I'm not and certainly not like up to date with it. That's why I was really reaching for mm-hmm. some references. Um, I, I feel like you're going to bleep it out when I say 21 Pilots. Yeah, yeah, that one's not making it in. Which would be very funny. Um, <laughs> I really, I don't know if I should, but I fucking really hated that band for a long time. Like, just the fact that they existed really yeah. fucking bothered me. Yeah. Um, probably not fair, but... Uh, yeah, one, one time someone told me, like, yeah, but, like, it's really amazing because, like, he sings about like his emotions and like mental health. And I'm like, motherfucker, like that. He doesn't get that. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that can't be his thing. Like, like, oh, wow, really? Holy shit. The first artist on earth. I can't believe this wasn't on like fucking Jake Tapper wasn't talking about it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Jake Tapper reference. Yeah. That, that one's for the kids. Um, so yeah, it's challenging playlist, and so I know like I can't really speak on it 
with a ton of authority, but I have to speak on it like that dumb person who thinks that Breaking Benjamin is the same as Coheed, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I just, I, I kind of know that's what I'm like. I'm at the mercy of my ignorance. Liked, liked Jealous, liked Miracle. Um, Geniuses is something of a banger. Um, all for us in Mount Everest, not not so much for me. Um, I can see myself listening to Jealous um, quite a bit. Maybe not too much, though, because, <laughs> yeah, you know. So, yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, I, I know with there was, like, some playlist where I, I'm sure I, like, I was confident leaving the episode. I can dive into their catalog, and I'm going to find a bunch of stuff that is, like, quote-unquote for me that I'll, like, get and latch onto quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Labyrinth. I I don't think that it's kind of like my like flavor, mm-hmm. if you will. But I, I can appreciate what what he's doing and and that he's, I mean he's pretty prolific from what it it seems like. Because doesn't he also like like produce and and yeah, I think he produces and he I mean he guests on a ton of stuff. So right, he's always so, doing a bunch of stuff. Like his like discography isn't like crazy big, but he's like always yeah, working on featuring something. featuring Labyrinth or whatever. Yeah. Um, also, cool name, Labyrinth. Yeah. That's a good name. Mm-hmm. So yeah, can I give it some seconds of summer? <clears throat> Please do. It would not be fair to rate Labyrinth based on the number of songs I liked. Mm-hmm. I almost want to give like Jealous on its own gets 3.01 seconds. I can see that being a, a track being spun on a handful of summer nights when Shoegaze Girl doesn't pan out or whatever. Like, that's a song that can get some very specific rotation on a playlist. Mm-hmm. And I say I say 3.01 because I feel like 3 is kind of like the baseline for yeah. good. For good or bad. Yeah. Um, which probably means our scale's fucked up. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's stupid. And then I want to sprinkle in a little more credit for Genius and Miracle. I still don't think he understands how elevation works, so I'm going to have to deduct however many... How many feet is Mount Everest? Okay. So if I trans... If I convert that into times... So that, mathematically, this is an opinion, this is mathematically, Labyrinth gets 3.27 seconds a summer. All right. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Are you ready for your next assignment? Yes, sir, I am. Okay. Give it to me. So this is not necessarily a request. Everyone, uh, that is... My daughter, Lassa, that you can hear in the background, most likely. So, Yeah, she's, she's really I think she's fun. playing in the hallway outside the door. So, <laughs> what, And what is the game that's being played? I have no idea. No, no idea. Do you want to play right. a nonsensical groan? <laughs> oh, I love that game. <laughs> so, sort of a recommendation or request, I suppose... Uh, a band I was going to give you anyway, but a <gasps> listener. Oh, I thought maybe it was something I requested. 
Why would I do that? Because fucking I'm your friend. <laughs> right? Right? Right. Okay, a listener. Well, that's, that's it's going to be pretty easy to figure out who it is then. Mm, only if you've been on Twitter. I'm just saying it's it's not the biggest demographic. Okay. Somebody named Rusty Corley on Twitter said that we should check out this band. And I said, oh, I like that band and I'm going to give them to Dante eventually. To which Rusty replied, lit. Looking forward to that episode. Oh, I, I've listened to Lit before, my own worst enemy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dante, your next assignment in two weeks' time, we will be talking about the band Spanish Love Songs. I know I've listened to them before. I may have recommended them in the past. It was either you or my sister. Mm. Let me do a quick... Someone texted me January 14th, 2019. I love Spanish. (laughs) Don't know what that's about. Well, I have nothing about Spanish love songs in my messages, so maybe I dreamt it. I know I have listened to them before, though. But not not so much that... You would uh, know what they sound... Remember what they sound like or whatever. Well, I know I stopped listening to them, so... Wow. This wow. will be... It's going to be another labyrinth. No, no, no. But I, I mean, um, it'll be good to be forced to mm-hmm. reckon with them because I'm, I'm sure I just didn't give them the proper time. Yeah. Why Why does she love Spanish? I don't know. Oh, never mind. I said I love Spanish. <laughs> why did you say you love Spanish? I don't have to answer that. Oh, okay. Fair. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for enduring, for mm-hmm. um, listening to us stay super on topic the whole time. Yep. Uh, and make a request on Twitter, and maybe we'll do the song. Do the band. Do the band. Do the band. Not the song. Okay, thanks, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Douche juice. <laughs> Douche juice. <laughs> I can't get through it. I've been drinking a lot of fruit douche juice. Fruit <laughs> douche juice. <laughs> Hello, Ooh. I am American. I like to drink fruit douche juice. <laughs> Sava? <laughs> what else sounds like fruit douche juice? What's another word? Douche, juice, juice, schmoosh. <laughs> A word. <laughs> uh, Bruce. Hello, I am American. I like to drink Bruce's fruit douche juice. <laughs> Thank you. May I have gun? Is that your uh, spinoff from Borat or something? I don't know. <laughs>